0: Charlie. One Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E Equals MC. 13. that all
1: men are created equal.
0: <laughs> About the
1: future innovations. And growing strength in the air. <laughs>
0: Coming up on
1: this is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard
0: and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I am your host, Ryan Treasure. First of all, I want to give you guys all a shout out and a big thank you for listening. It has been a crazy Oh, let's see. I've been counting 372, 373 days. I don't know. Since the whole, you know, pandemic, we're going to lock everything down, you know, all that stuff. You can only go get takeout food, which man, that's boring. I live in Phoenix. I need to go out and sit outside and like it is 77 degrees today i should be doing this show from the patio of some place in old town scottsdale you know just chilling having it up and 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 hanging out with my guest who's an awesome person by the way we just had a little bit of a conversation just before the show got started uh some good some good synergy there uh and you know we always like to bring you guys you know content that matters uh i notice a lot of time nowadays you listen to uh podcasting programs and they've exploded in the last year i remember at the end of 2019 there was something like around 750 thousand podcasts in the itunes uh, library now there's 1.5 million and not all of them are good You know, I love the ones that tell ghost stories and, you know, they have themes and, you know, different dramatics to them. Um, I I used to I used to be a a theater nerd in high school. So, you know, taking sounds and, you know, making it seem like you're at a play right without the visual um, acting that out. All those podcasts are fantastic. Those are great. The ones where it's like Joe in his garage and it sounds like he's in the bathroom because it's so echoey because no one pays attention to sound quality. I just want to tell you guys. My setup that I have here costs like about $150, okay? And it sounds great. And I know my guest, she's got a good mic too. That's the Blue Yeti. She's rocking that one. That has that has all the buttons and knobs. And you guys know me. I'm a button and knob guy. That's what I do. But today we're going to talk about, you know, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurialism. Uh, talk about kind of what's, what is it like to, to live in the life of an entrepreneur? What's it like to, you know, deal with all the laws and economics and demographics and how do you hit your target audience? And I think the other thing that's really important, and you guys have heard me say this before, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart, right? You got to be ready to walk the plank into the sea of unknown and be ready to go and deal with that. Because when you first start out as an entrepreneur, you're going to be the CEO, the CFO, the CMO. You're going to be the data entry person. You're going to be doing all the marketing and all that stuff all by yourself. So we're going to talk a lot about that today with our our fantastic guest, Case Lane. She's a global writer, entrepreneur, traveler, and the founder of Ready Entrepreneur. What a great name, Ready Entrepreneur. You better be ready. Her business prepares aspiring entrepreneurs to understand how to take advantage of technology and global resources to achieve lifestyle and freedom by starting their own online business, People Process Technology. People, Process, Technology. She's a former diplomat, consultant, and corporate executive. Case is just a fantastic person. She's educated and, and helped people get communications out there, political science, business, law, economics. She's lived and studied or worked in 11 different countries. Wow, that's awesome. We'll have to talk about that. And was visited over 100 others. The Ready Entrepreneur approach to lifestyle freedom is based on education, experience, observations, and interactions with entrepreneurs all over the world. Case, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Oh, yes. I, you know, I feel this I feel this nice synergy between you and I like I feel like we're about to have this eye-opening conversations for people, yeah. especially right now in 2022, uh 2021. I'm already oh, see, he, I've skipped yeah, 2021 you skip already.
1: This year already. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I was going back and forth with a friend of mine, uh, and he's like a business recruiter, you know, and so he had emailed me like, hey, how are you doing? I emailed back, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? You know, you're like a recruiter trying to match people up with jobs that don't exist right now. Um, you know, and and yeah. so he's like, I just feel like twenty twenty one is just twenty twenty all over again. It's all just blended together. And I was like yeah, that sounds about right to me too. But I think, I think being in 2021 gives everybody kind of a, uh, an interesting opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything's going online. You and I were talking about the explosion of podcasting, mm-hmm. um, the explosion of, you know, uh, like people doing live video streams on Facebook and, you know, LinkedIn now has their product. You gotta go, yep. you gotta go ask for permission to go get on that one. But just so many new avenues of human beings being able to connect from one place to another without, Without leaving your house, you know, like I could be sitting here wearing like a blazer and some basketball shorts and flip flops, you know, which is actually an old school trait where uh, we used to we used to work next door to a a live TV studio where they did what's called remote shots. Yeah. And so Charles Barkley lives here in Phoenix and I look out my window because we have all these glass windows at the studio and I look out my window and here's Charles Barkley getting out of a Maserati. Right. And he's got a tie on and this nice suit, blazer and jacket. And then underneath this, he's wearing a pair of Phoenix sun uh, short shirt uh, shorts with some flip flops on. And then it's funny because he was going to be on ESPN. uh, It was like their national uh, show from New York. And then but the shot is only from like the belly up. So it's not like you can see anything. I just thought it was really interesting. And then um, I started paying more attention. And I'm like, man, I think all these guys do that. You know, yeah, they just they yeah. just go, you know, from from the waist down with their shorts and flip flops, which is great. You can yeah. do that here in Phoenix. Uh, but, you know, uh, I digress. Uh, we were we, 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 we were talking about, uh, you know, the entrepreneur. And yeah, <laughs> and I think some of the opportunities that are happening, um, you know, a lot of people who lost their jobs are going, hey, what am I going to do? You know, they're and so yeah. they're, they're like, I got to start something. I got to do something. And yeah. You know, um, I think really the most important place to start is what problem are you solving for the world mm-hmm. that hasn't already been solved, right? I think that's the most important. Um, but we we can get into the, the here and the now. I want to stick with our format real quick and kind of back mm-hmm. up a little. And uh, I want to allow you the opportunity to kind of explain how you found your frequency in life and in business and how did you end up where you are? Because I'm pretty sure you didn't, you know, jump out of high school one day and be like, all right, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. or a coach. I'm going to go do all this kind of stuff. You know, um, I don't think I don't, I'm not going to say all, but I don't think very many high school kids come out of high school with, you know, that type of goals. No. So let's, let's take a back, uh, take a look back at what, what you did, how you got where you are.
1: Yeah, that you know, uh, I think I probably didn't even know what an entrepreneur really was, <laughs> but I did know I wanted something around doing something in the media, and I I decided that I should just be a reporter. So I did the first couple of years of college were communications. And then I worked as a reporter. Going this is going way back. I grew up in Canada, so I worked up north, and then I. Dis joined the Canadian Foreign
0: Service, and I ended up traveling the world and reporting in a way. What, still, so I'm American. So you have to tell yeah. me what, what are, what's the what's the oh, Canadian that. services? What is that? That's
1: like the State Department. So it's all the okay. diplomats, all the embassies and consulates around the world. So that's oh. a group of people that represents the country overseas. Yeah,
0: That is so awesome. I actually got yeah. to do this radio show. I, I wasn't on the show. I was just being okay. the producer of the show. And we had nine different diplomats from um, uh, Japan and Okinawa all in one spot. And, oh. um, and then we had the U.S. ambassador to Japan who was also yeah. on the call. And then we had this woman who has been... Uh, Uh, Her name is Joyce Bender. She was instrumental for the Americans with Disabilities Act. Mm -hmm. And so her whole thing is like she's trying to bring that whole idea of Americans with Disabilities Act to like the rest of the world. Uh, So it was like super cool to sit and listen to, you know, the the diplomats from Japan talking to the people in Okinawa through their interpreters and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And looking at the differences between, uh, you know, uh, uh, the way that the Japanese people are also proper about everything that they do and the okinawans are like yeah we're not that proper but we're we're more proper than americans <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i consider dip- diplomacy uh, you know a little bias but the highest form of human interaction because it's it's this world where we have said specifically okay even my you know worst enemy i will allow them free passage and i will protect them on my territory for the sole purpose that we could talk and so that the fact that that exists all over the world between countries i always loved that i loved being in the foreign service and that responsibility that you have to represent the country and then facilitate everything i always tell people the very fact that you can get on an airplane and just show your passport at the other end and you're led into the country is all because of the diplomats who did the work ahead of time to clear the way yeah and the same thing with trade you know all the fun stuff that you like to buy. And oh, that's all because the diplomats have cleared the way. So so that was a great time I, and I uh, I enjoyed I lived in the Philippines and Colombia and Chile, but I ended up talking to business people a lot. And it reminded me that I had always been interested in business. So I decided to do an MBA. I went to UCLA, that's how I ended up uh, here. And I went into corporate America. So I have done the traditional path. I've worked <laughs> with a lot of people who want to sort of get away from that now, or, or maybe are sort of being forced to because of the way things are going. But I certainly know that traditional road from college to corporate. Uh, but I then started talking to a lot of lawyers because I was doing digital media in Hollywood. And there was a lot of discussion around how technology was going to change things. And I could see this clash coming between technology and the law. And it mm. occurred to me that I also <laughs> wanted to go to law school. So that's when I left <laughs> to go to law school. You're, so while
0: you're, I went... <laughs> you're not joking about that whole uh, media and technology yeah. and laws. I mean, that was probably one of the you know top of mind things towards the end of 2020, you know, as the yeah. election was wrapping up, and yeah. you know, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, we had no idea,
1: I think, as a society, you know, how we would have to deal with this, and we still don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> we and, you know, don't. I,
0: I talk to technologists all the time, you know, people who do machine learning and artificial yeah, intelligence, yeah. and I'm like, you know, it's great that you have machine learning and all that, but like, you know, how are you going to teach a machine like compassion? You know mm-hmm. or 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 mm-hmm. some of the fundamental human components that are just you know part of who human beings are you know like yeah how, how, do, how do we make sure the robots don't end up like skynet trying to kill all of us right because they yeah. you know they don't they don't have you know the the proper understanding of of human beings to communicate in a way that's part the, the part that scared me there's a word that i'm thinking of that i i, I can't <laughs> think of off the top of my head um But yeah, I mean, you got to have something something with all the new technology that makes sure to keep it human um, and also make sure that, you know, the human beings who created it always have control.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for that fantastic segue because- I started writing when I was in law school, the Life Online book series, which is about yeah. exactly that topic. It is about, it's fiction, of course, techno thrillers, so there's always something going on. But the underlying story of the whole series is how do we deal with this clash between our, the, you know, the the benefits of technology, the, the consequences against our basic humanity and the theme underlying theme in every book not, I'm not, no spoilers but you know we live under the network and you could all imagine what that looks like in the future I kept saying the near future in my books and of course now the near future is today but what happens is we build the network but the network starts reflecting us in ways that of course we can't predict and of course because it's a techno
0: thriller it turns into you know some big global conflict I remember <laughs> the word I remember the word yeah. how do you teach robots to be ethical yes Right? Yes, exactly. All right. The
1: cat. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what we're dealing with now. The interesting thing when I got to law school it was nobody knew what I was talking about. So for all you know, you parents that are paying for college and all that, just be aware that they're running a good five years behind the real world. Okay, <laughs> because I, I I was joking. I, I left, and about eighteen months after I left, my law school started a, a institute for technology policy in the law. So my friends are saying I should get a refund because I was, you know, since I knew that was that they should have done that earlier, I should get a refund on my tuition, which I'm happy to have, apply for and, and let. Them know about that so but what i did i really did start ebook self-publishing and that's what got me into online business because now i could clearly see how we could start to use the technologies as individuals so for writers you could go directly to readers that so no more middleman you go to the reader you tell your story you get the get them you know you build your community and i realized that this was happening for everybody you you mentioned earlier this idea that you need to solve problems as an entrepreneur well there's a few problems out there you might be able to find one or two that people are looking for solutions for and i i really yeah you could do this now you could get set up you you it's free in many cases to get definitely free to get started and really low cost once you start building out things like your website and things like that And you can build this community, build your audience, and start delivering value to them Mm -hmm. and earning additional income. Of course, everybody wants more money, but really, it's also (laughs) about doing work you really want to enjoy, having some purpose. And especially right now, I think the last year was a bit of an eye-opener for people in many different ways because there are people up who during this, well, pandemic's still going on, but there were some people who were able to relax so to speak because they have you know they got a nice house they got money coming in they're all set up and all that kind of thing and there are other people who are on the edge and i think for so as you mentioned there's a lot of people who are looking at that situation and thinking okay i need my side hustle now i need Mm -hmm. something else to do because i need to have that security and at the same time, wouldn't it be great to have that because I'm at home all day and, you know, there's <laughs> and maybe the kids are running around or something. But, you know, be, you know, there's extra time. If you're not commuting, you probably have at least an extra hour a day or more that you could now dedicate to actually getting started with an online business and an endless number of problems that need to be solved. So whatever you're thinking about, this is the opportunity of a lifetime.
0: Yeah, no, I, re- I really think it is. And, um, you know, it's. It's still, there's still one fundamental thing that you have to also have besides solving a problem is, uh, customers. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, we're in this world now and it, it you know, I'm, I'm, I'm half old school, half new school, if that makes any sense mm-hmm. to you. Okay. Right? <laughs> if somebody sends me a text message that's more than two sentences long, I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling you. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's mm-hmm. now a conversation. It's not a, Hey, I'm on my way. You know, yeah. you know, do yeah. you want something from the store? You know, you know those types of ones, and then I have I have other folks that I work with who like they don't they don't and they don't even answer the phone. You know, you call them, you leave them a voice message, and then they send you a text message back from your voice message because they had it you know transcribed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think there's this crazy melting pot of different. um Demographics right now in the business world because you have you know your Gen Zs who are kind of coming up into mm-hmm. the space and then you know you have your millennials and then you have mm-hmm. people like me who are like the very beginning versions of millennials who we don't I don't consider myself a millennial like I, I think okay. I think they coined a term for us they called Xennials right <laughs> born in born in 1980. Uh, you know, and so it's funny you get your 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 Gen X friends and they're like, oh, we're the last people to play in the street and we're the last people yeah. to do this. I'm like, no, I did the same thing, too. So I'm like stuck in the middle. But the point that I'm making is the way that you communicate with individuals is so vastly different across those different demographics that as a business owner or an entrepreneur, you've got to really figure out a strategy on, you know, being able to, uh, you know, number one, break through the barrier of like. I, oh man, I can't. I get, to, I already get too many text messages. I'm already yeah. spending, you know, too much time on social media. And every time you turn around, there's a new social media platform that's the big social media platform. Mm-hmm. And you got to realize where your audience is for your stuff, right? That's why, um, you know, like, I don't advertise my show on TikTok at all. Yeah. Right, because yeah. I feel like you know who 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 on TikTok wants to listen to a forty-year-old man talk about entrepreneurism and technology and broadcasting and you know all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the the point I'm making, right, and I think you can expand on that, is it's it's very important that you 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 look to those avenues where your people already are, so yes. that way you can you know really maximize um, uh, your your reach. Uh, I, I always yeah. I always think about like mud bogging, you know, like where the stuck, the truck gets stuck in the mud and it can't go oh, any okay. further. Right. And so it's like, you know, you don't, you don't want your business to end up, you know, stuck in the mud and you can't yeah. move forward. Right. Cause you have to make incremental exactly. progress forward, whether it's a half a step, two centimeters, whatever it is, it's always moving forward.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you know, the thing is that, that, that idea of, of going where your customers are is actually going to help you because what you really want to do is narrow your niche in, or your niche however you like to say it but you really want to get as narrow as possible and go yeah, exactly where they are and speak in that voice that they're looking for because what are people doing online all day like people say oh everything's been done it's not even close to all being done everybody is on online all day actually searching for that thing that they want that's not out there yet and they're looking what's going to stop them from scrolling hearing their own voice you know whatever if you are able to capture what they're thinking in their head mm-hmm. that's your customer So if they're scroll, 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 and suddenly they see your headline and it hits exactly what they're thinking about, or they see the picture and they're like, yes, that's what you want. And that because you think that people are scrolling everywhere on on Facebook, on Amazon, on Google. So you want to really get to that message that's so very, very clear that you're reaching out to them. And you could have big Mm -hmm. dreams to build a great giant corporation that solves everything for the whole world one day, but still start small, (laughs) start with that first (laughs) niche.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's so funny. You're talking about scrolling. I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I am a master at at, at using my index finger on the scrolly wheel on the on the on the computer, and oh, yeah. I am a, I'm an expert at swiping up and down and left and right <laughs> with my thumb. You know, I've been I've been playing uh, I've been playing with this new app called Stereo. Right, if you oh, if you haven't okay. had a chance, guys, um, go check it out. It's stereocom uh, forward slash Radio Ryan One. Uh, and then what I generally do is uh, I. I will jump on that app later on in the day after my podcast posts um, to all the different places and then I'll kind of do like a recap um, and it allows people to jump on and they can ask questions and stuff like that about the different mm-hmm. topics that you can play over the audio and answer them and all that kind of stuff um, so if you guys haven't followed me on stereo go check me out there um, I'm gonna chart try, try to do at least one or two lives a week on top of the other one that I'm doing but um, go go check that out it's really it's really been fun there's some interesting <laughs> characters on the app because that's so new, you know. Uh, so uh, obviously, I try to I try to stick to business topics. Every once in a while, somebody will ask a silly question, and I just can't help myself but call them out and how silly their question is, um, which is probably not that professional of me, but. <laughs> It's just me. I like to joke around a little bit. And uh, stereo gives me the opportunity to do that. That's outside of my normal, uh, you know, uh, uh, branded finding your frequency radio show. So you guys can hear a little bit more about how I am truly as a person, I guess, rather than um, always the business speak. Uh, But Jeff and I go check check it out. It's stereo.com forward slash radio. Ryan one. Okay. Now that I got that out of the way case.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, that's great, because I think that's exactly what people are looking for. They want that direct interaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, it's great to see your fancy fat website and all that kind of stuff, but then to actually get to talk, ask questions directly, everybody's got something different going on. I, you know, when I got into this game, as they call it, with online business, and I was trying to figure things out, and, you know, they say 80% of people don't finish the online courses that they're paying for, and I was like, well, why is that? Because there's something about the context that's always left out. You know, some guru comes up with their context and says, "Just follow what I'm doing. It's the, you know, it's the one proven
0: way." Here's, here's, <laughs> here's my funnel. I've made I've, I've made twenty million dollars on this funnel. I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah. yeah. And then you're wondering, okay, what what's the, what's the catch?
1: You know, you always say, "What's the what's the context? Maybe there is no catch, but it's just that that particular person has a whole set of circumstances that are different from yours. Mm-hmm. And maybe the fundamentals are correct, like, yes, you need a sales page, you need a step, you need good copy, you need this, you need that. But the exact approach is just not going to happen. You're going to have to do something different. And so reaching out to people, being able to ask those questions directly and saying, okay, what about this? What about that? I heard this on your show or something like that. I think that's great. I think that's exactly where things are going. There's going to be more and more of that.
0: That, that that's why I've been at Voice America for so long, because when when I when I came over here, I, I was working at a terrestrial station and I was doing AM mm-hmm. talk radio. Right. And all we did at AM talk radio was run radio shows that could go to a very geographically limited circle based off of the, you know, the tower that transmits the AM station. Right. And, yeah. you know, when when Jeff, the owner of this company, started this in ninety nine and then I got a call from one of the production people in 04 and was like, hey, what are you doing? There's this new company That started you should have like come check it out And happened to be a friend of mine who uh, Worked at the same AM station As I did and then left to come here uh, Back in the early parts of the company And it was like you mean you mean we can do what we do, but broadcast it worldwide and people can still call in. And so that's the one thing why I I still love doing what I do here at voice America, because all of our radio programs have a live component to them and then they go to podcast. So if someone wants to pick up the phone, like old school radio and call the host and ask a question, you know, it's, it's it's right there for them to do so. Um, And so I I think those are, I think those are really important components of that interactivity um, that, that you don't get with just like a standard podcast. Where I'm like recording it, and right. you know, and then you listen to some shows, and they're like, "How how long did you spend editing this?" You know what I mean? Like everything's all perfectly placed, and you know, and it's like then, I, right. then, I, then I feel like it starts to lose some humanity because yeah, I say you know that's my crutch word. I know that that's my crutch word. I've been in radio yeah. for a long time. I still say it. I don't go edit it out of my shows ever.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's interesting to keep it people on, have these stupid ideas. Yeah, it depends on what people. I, I what you're comfortable with. And I know some people they edit. Yeah, like you say, they make it pristine. But I'm really glad you mentioned global because I'm gonna throw that in there. As a former diplomat, I love the fact that when you are reaching out to an audience, it is global, and that's really important to remember because you you might have like your friend. If you know, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you're trying to figure things out, and your friends and family are all like, "Oh, just go get a real job, and stop <laughs> your pipe dream," and all that type of thing. You can imagine that you are actually have an opportunity somewhere. In the world that there are people who agree with you or are interested in what you're doing. Yeah. And it's not just, you don't have to worry about just the people around you, but you can go out there with your YouTube channel, your podcast, your blog, whatever. And again, people are scroll, 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 and they're scrolling all over the world. <laughs> and, and if they see
0: what you're doing and it resonates with them, there's your audience and it's worldwide. Yeah, you know, that's actually a great point that you brought up and a shift that I've kind of seen in the industry um, over the last year with all of this that's happening. Like, you know, we've, it, you you know, with everybody staying at home and, you know, um, companies who were, you know, forced to Uh, like furlough employees because they weren't bringing in revenue. Um, You know, a lot of those things, it opened up the opportunity for a global workforce that wasn't there before. Right. Um, You know, I'm doing business with like people in India right now. I'm doing business Mm -hmm. with people in the Philippines. I'm doing business with people in Mexico. I'm doing business with people in Canada, Um, you know, and and it may not necessarily be them doing radio shows on voice America, because why would you, Mm -hmm. if you lived in Mexico, do a show on voice America? America, um, well,
1: but yes. I got I got I got the,
0: I found the coolest vendor in Mexico. You know what I mean? He he's yeah. out of Mexico City, um, yeah. and 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 he just he's just awesome. He's like always there, you know, and 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 I love it. And you know, um, I, I got put into a weird place in the beginning of the year because a couple of our employees. Um, you know, we have some entry level data entry positions that we have here. And uh, you know, those are those positions where I know whenever I hire for one of those positions, you know, this person who just completed college or this mm-hmm. person who's in college right now, you know, working at some point, they're going to get done with college or, or and they're going to move on in their career to something yeah. bigger and better, which is fine. You know, but I finally was like, I am so sick and tired of hiring for this position. I am outsourcing it to somewhere else. So oh, that okay. way they have a knowledge resource of it. If anybody is ever sick. They have another person that can cover. I don't ever have right. to worry about somebody quitting on me the day after I get back from vacation after Christmas. And, yeah. you know, uh, because I'm sure, as you know, as as, as, a, as an operator of any business, you know, finding really good and talented people is a difficult process and it's something that mm-hmm. takes a little bit of time. You can't just, you know, oh, I need a new person. I'm going to go put an ad in the paper. I'm going to put an ad in Craigslist. And then, I'm, you know, you do that and then I get, you know, 400 resumes and yeah. then you got to go dig through those resumes resumes, but then you're also like, I need somebody to come do this work because I'm currently doing it right now.
1: <laughs> right, right, that's so, yeah, the challenge. Yeah. And and yeah, you were talking earlier about how entrepreneurs do everything in the beginning, mm-hmm. but as your business starts to grow, you have to start letting those things go. Yeah. And one of the diff- most difficult things is to do that and to find somebody who's going to do it as well as you do, because of course every entrepreneur is thinking no one's going to do it as well <laughs> as I do. So then you have to do what you do with your business all the time and just keep be, be prepared for changing. <laughs> you know, be prepared to to have some somebody come on and not work out and you need somebody else and you just have to keep going through people. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but you, you know, it's not everybody's going to work out. So you have to keep Mm -hmm. trying people out and giving them opportunities to see who in the end it turns out to be the person who really will work with you and do a great job with you and help you grow the business.
0: Hey guys, I want to pause the show for just a second because I want to talk about this really cool app called Stereo. I've been using it for a little while now and man, it's pretty cool. It's a live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time. The app allows podcast creators to build an intimate relationship with their fan base by engaging them in direct conversations. Listeners can literally record a question, send it in while we're doing the live directly to us, and we can answer those questions and engage in real time. It's really cool. I've been using the app for a couple of weeks now. I've done a couple of variants on it with some random people and I've met people. I've already got some followers. So it is a really cool application and there's so much diverse content on there. You'll always find something to listen to. Finding Your Frequency is excited to offer our listeners a new way to interact. Join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time for a live show on the Stereo app. You can download the free Stereo app and select Finding Your Frequency. We're verified right there on Stereo, so you can connect with us whenever we're live. Stay tuned for more details on how to engage with us on Stereo at the end of today's episode. Go to www.stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Again, www.stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Once you get in there, make sure you start following me. You'll start to check it out. And again, we got the shows that we're going to be doing every Friday at 2 o'clock specific time on the stereo app. Yeah. And I think one of the, one of the things that I've found um, for certain positions, um, especially sales, right, is um, don't, don't hire one or two salespeople, hire 10 salespeople, yeah. right. And make sure they know this upfront that they're going to be doing 30 days of training with you. Um, but I only have four positions available. Yeah. Right. And then so that yeah. gives you the opportunity to kind of, you know, get a get a nice grasp on everybody's personality for a 30 day period. See how they exactly. grasp the materials, the company. Do they right? Because salespeople? You, you can't sell a product if you don't believe in the, the product you're selling. Right. Yeah. Yes. So it gives yeah. you that opportunity to kind of weed through some of those. So that way, when you do end up at the end, maybe you don't have four, but maybe you got two really good ones. You know, um, and I think that's just being creative and being able to mm-hmm. uh, to pivot. Right. That's I think yeah. that was the word for business in 2020 was pivot. Absolutely. I think that those mom and pop uh, restaurant places. Right. So I'm, I'm a big fan of eating local and not, yeah. you know, eating at like IHOP or Applebee's, even though I do love Applebee's chicken tacos. They're fantastic. Um, <laughs> so I won't knock them for that okay but Applebee's doesn't deliver you know what I mean like it goes through a third party and then when then when by the time it's all said and done your meal that if you would have just went to Applebee's that was 26 dollars is now 70 dollars right and nobody makes any money locally other than the one driver who drives it over like post postmates or you know DoorDash or whatever those large companies they get their piece Applebee's gets their piece the local person gets a tiny little piece of the pie and so when I started seeing some of my I love Mexican food I live in I live in mm-hmm. phoenix so we're like mexican food at my house three nights a week um the carniceria which is basically a a mexican butcher shop yeah. Um, so they 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 have like a whole delivery service now where they make the meals and they bring them over to you and it's not through postmates nice. they have their own drivers and i think that you know those companies that are the brick and mortar ones that are entrepreneurs in that space that's where they really need to get to they need to stop you know yes grubhub is awesome they have a cool app right but right. I can just pick up the phone and call the carnestory and be like, Hey, can I get the $20 combo meal sent over to my house? And you know, the woman on the other end says, yeah, gracias. And you know, 15 minutes later, someone shows up. I tip a person who lives in my own community, you know, I'm supporting somebody in my own community. And, um, I think that's where a lot of stuff is going to be going. Um, you know, you're still going to have your Amazons and Googles. And, you know, they have a place mm-hmm. in the world, um, but you know, I think 80 percent of business in the United States is small business. So, um, mm-hmm. it's really important that we maintain the entrepreneurial spirit and don't oh, absolutely get that pivot it's, on.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, everybody had to pivot in, in 2020, and entrepreneurs were hit so badly because. Imagine, well nobody could have imagined this idea we'll just shut down the whole economy like it just nobody <laughs> could nobody could imagine it and I happen to be in Las Vegas which is a city that where people cannot work from home that's not the <laughs> that's not the industry that they built here it's a yeah. multi billion dollar infrastructure going completely idle overnight it's yeah, ordinary
0: it, yeah. online, yeah. online casino gaming is nowhere even close to as fun as actually sitting at a blackjack table in Las Vegas or at an actual mm-hmm. casino it is not the same you know
1: yes and and the conventions the restaurants the shows oh, and yeah. so you know this is an area that's been really really has felt the shutdown incredibly you know and uh, but you look at it and you think okay so what can an entrepreneur do in this situation and there are a few things obviously but without you know if you're if your restaurant's right next to a theater that was a having shows two times a night you know six days a week and that was all your business that's going to be really tough to come out of it and but there's going to be other things that come up. Like you say, people are going to start to look at things differently. Okay, how do we make this more local? How do we have more local people involved? What can we do to hire more people in the situation and things like that? And I think entrepreneurs are the people who come up with solutions all the time. And if you, so if you're thinking like that, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, <laughs> trying to think of ways to help people, you know, there's absolutely a lot of people who are trying to come up with these new solutions because the economy has to keep going somehow. <laughs> that's uh, that's basically, you know, we are, I, I can't imagine we're going to be idle forever. And so there's going to be something that happens and there are going to be people that participate in making these changes. And if you're that type of a thinking person who wants to have not, not just sort of, is you know, it's not a grand thing that you're, oh, I'm going to save the economy, but doing your part, contributing and then, like I said earlier, just giving yourself something to do as well, giving yourself some purpose and some drive, because that's where we're going. I don't, you, you know, it's not a political statement. I'm, not, but I don't, you, you're not going to be able to rely on government. I'm just going to say it. So, no. so <laughs> you, you can only, re- you know, you can rely on yourself. Though. Case you, that has nothing to do with can.
0: politics. That's just no, no. that's <laughs> just that, that's just human beings being ready for yeah life, right? Like you, yeah, rely on yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. 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 self reliance is so important. I have a seven-year-old mm-hmm. daughter, right? And okay. um, uh, we do we do martial arts. Exactly. Uh, so we do a form of Okinawan karate. And uh, mm-hmm. so on Saturday, we had our um, our belt tests. Uh, mm-hmm. We both did. And so hers was before mine. Mine was the adult class. The adult class is like two and a half hours long when you test it. It's grueling. Oh. Right, so she does her test and she fails, right? Mm-hmm. Seven years old. And she's so yeah. sad. She's crying, you yeah. know, but... It was like the perfect teaching moment, right? And I think this, this, this goes hand in hand with entrepreneurism. Um, And I I always like to use um, some information out of Michael Jordan's book, right? Michael Jordan, he didn't make, he didn't make the basketball team his freshman year in high school, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't remember the exact numbers, but he said something like, you know, I I got the ball 300 times to win the game and I've missed 300 times, you know, and it was like all of these things that he failed at over time, which was the reason why he was the greatest basketball player of all time, you know? And so I think in life and in business, when you're going through those, you're going to have ups and downs and failures. And some of those things, it's important to fail because if you don't fail, how do you really understand success truly? If you've never been on the, on the other side. So if you're an entrepreneur who started one thing, don't give up. Keep keep putting one foot in front of the other. Maybe maybe your market line just needs a little tweak here or there. Maybe, you know, maybe you need to do some R&D on your product and get together, you know, 400 people, send them the product for free and get some feedback. You know, there's all kinds of, I think, really uh, important ways where people can use failure as motivation to move forward and, and not and not get stuck in the mud. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely, and I always, I call it education, <laughs> that's why experience is education, everything that you do, it, like you say, it builds on the next thing, you're learning all the time, you're learning what not to do, I mean, I would even say when people are working at corporate, if you don't like your job, but you can't get out of it, okay, learn what, how you don't like to run a company so that when you do get your own company set up one day, you don't do those things. Like, take every opportunity that you're in mm-hmm. to use that someday as part of your own work that you're going to do, how how you'd like to do things differently, make those changes. And yet, yeah, everything is experience. And especially for entrepreneurs, you know, one thing I've noticed the backgrounds of entrepreneurs are all different. The circumstances are different. At different education levels, different work experience, all of that. The only thing that's the same is just doing the work and not giving up. That's it. That's the <laughs> common denominator of everybody from the billionaires to somebody who just came up with an idea a minute ago. Yeah, and that, and, I, yeah,
0: yeah, and that, and that, and that was the reason why my daughter did not get her belt test. She did not put in the work, right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I get up at five o'clock in the morning or five thirty in the morning and I spend an hour and an hour and a half working on, you know, mm. kata forms and punching and kicking and, yeah. you know, doing push ups and sit ups. And, you know, I'm not I'm not like a big buff guy and I don't want to be. I just want to be in karate shape. Right. <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah. Uh, my, my sensei says he's really funny. He says you need to be prison strong and gas station ready. <laughs>
1: That's awesome
0: <laughs> right. And and so that resonates with me because um you know but but you have to put in the work, you know. And so I think yeah. uh today today is Tuesday that we're recording this. Um, mm-hmm. she was really bummed out yesterday so she did not go to karate and I mm. I'm like, you know, I, she's 7. I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to give her the all no quitters allowed. That's I'm, she's not, yeah. I don't think she's yeah. ready for that yet. Uh, she'll get it later though, of course. <laughs> uh but so I was, she's like, dad, I really don't want to go to karate today. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's okay. You know what? I'm not going to go to karate today either. We'll just hang out. I got this cool book right here. You know, she loves Pokemon books that are in like a, mm-hmm. uh, in like a comic book type of layout with the little thought bubbles and stuff. And I was like, oh, let's just hang out. And instead of doing that, we'll go read these books and stuff. So that's what we did yesterday. And so mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of give her the opportunity to emotionally process the change, um, you know, provide her with some guidance and, and, and what I know as, as I'm just living life, and and hope that tomorrow on Wednesday, she's like, hey, I'm ready to go to karate. I'm yeah. ready. To, I'm ready to yeah. get started again. Because sometimes yeah. when you do fail, sometimes you do need to take a step back and you know let's let's reassess, let's rethink, let's reset, um, and then and then and then go after it again. But makes you better go after it again at 110 percent again but, because yeah. you know it's not going to work at 90.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's that getting up again and doing it. Like you. See, even you know, well, especially for entrepreneurs, I think as well you if you're sort of feeling that you need to take a break, take a break, because you could do this work forever, especially online. Everything changes every day. There's a new tweak and there's a new algorithm and there's some new bright, a bright idea. Like you say, some new social app and all these things. Yeah. So, you you could this is perpetual. So, if you need to take a day to go for a walk in the park or lie down and take an extra nap or something like that, you should do that. I agree. But you make sure you get up and start again, because the only difference between those who make it and those who don't is that giving up part so either you make it or you give up so keep going absolutely
0: i had i got an email from one of our producers this morning him and i we've been friends since he worked since he started here about seven or eight years ago and he Mm -hmm. sends me an email and it just was it was just one line i said hey ryan i just want to make sure you're getting enough rest if you want to talk later i'll be home at i'll be done working at six Wow. and i was like man he's probably right i probably should get a little bit more rest and for me, rest just means I'm gonna to go to bed an hour earlier tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. no, I think the point the point I'm trying to bring up too is um, as you're going through your your process of of being an entrepreneur, starting a business, running one, um, it's important to surround yourself with good people that mm-hmm. support you. You know, um, if someone's telling you yes, 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 yes all the time, they're probably not the right person to have around you. Yeah. You know, um, when my wife tells me, Ryan. Hey, you have like triple bags underneath your eyes. I see that you've been putting in all of this work, the emails, the customer service requests. They're all going to be there tomorrow. And I said, yeah. but, but I don't want anybody yeah. to get, I don't want anybody to get upset that I wasn't quick enough with my response to customer service because I'm really focused and centric on that with the way that we operate here, you know? And she goes, well, if they get mad that you didn't get back to them in 24 hours, but you got back to them in 28 hours, maybe you just respond to them and just brush over the fact that they were upset that they, you know, you missed their window by four hours because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they got something going on in their life that you don't know about, Yeah, you know? And yeah. I, think, I, think, I think that's important.
1: Yeah, you you don't have to be so hard on yourself. I mean, you want to be a professional, you want to fulfill your commitments and that type of thing, but things happen, especially, you know, nowadays, uh, I think people are a little bit more forgiving, you know, knowing (laughs) that people's lives change overnight with what's going on in the world right now, and so there's that leeway. But I think as long as you're constantly in the back of your mind thinking that you want to do things right you know you want to do things correctly and so on and occasionally something gets in the way that's okay we're we're human
0: that's gonna happen you know you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes and no but and and you made the the most perfect point it's it's you're gonna have days where you stumble you're gonna have days where you fall you're gonna have days where you completely fail right but it's making sure you get up tomorrow mm-hmm. and you get back on the horse again and keep keep mm-hmm. going you can't you know don't you know can't let it all get you down no. you know um, yeah,
1: you have to remain, uh, optimist is another entrepreneurial <laughs> trait, that's for sure. <laughs> because at the end of the day, entrepreneurs, I like to use the UN's definition around entrepreneurs are look are the people who recognize the gap, so you recognize opportunity. So, I think that means you're automatically an optimist because you're always seeing opportunity. But then you also have to be that person who allocates resources. So, you have to be the one who puts your time or your money into something, and you have to be creating value. You talked about having a community and audience, customers, whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. you have to be creating value that's where you're going you know that's the trade-off that's that's the work I mean you're going to create a shortcut for somebody else so they're going to pay you for the time that you put in to create something and the more people that of course that want that thing is, is you know that's how you end up at the top of whatever the list of Forbes list is but at the same time but it could be just be a few people who want that and you've put in the time you've put in the hours and so on and they're willing to pay you for that trade-off so that's how you want to look at it and that's You're delivering value to them because you created a shortcut and of course, they're going to pay you for it. And so you could build your business on that. But you always want to be that person who's keeping an eye out for that, staying optimistic, prepared for those opportunities and then, you know, fulfilling with the solutions that
0: you create. So, um, your book, The Recast, The Aspiring Mm -hmm. Entrepreneur's Practical Guide to Getting Started with an Online Business. When when is that coming out? When is that? It's actually out. It's out.
1: Yeah, you can get the e-book and the print and the audio version will be out, I would say, early March of 2021. So you can get the uh, ebook version now and that's 10 actions to take for getting started. So I'm right at the very beginning of the process. I'm with those people who are saying they just want to do something online but don't know how to get started. So, And I surprise you by starting with things you might not have thought of like just taking the time to get organized getting your workspace a lot of people have had to do that recently but you know just having everything around you that you want so that you don't give yourself excuses like oh i was going to work today but i needed to get a coffee you know (laughs) it was like so you you don't you want to remove all those excuses right from the beginning so i start with those foundational things to do get a schedule (laughs) when you go to work for a company you get an automatic schedule you know what time you have to get up to go to work you know what time you finish work and so you I think you're living under a schedule today but you probably do so when you do work for yourself do the same thing Give yourself the schedule. Is oh, if, if, you don't, you know?
0: if you don't give yourself a schedule as an entrepreneur, you will work yourself to the bone because, yeah. you know, you'll be like, I just want to get this last thing done today. And the next thing you know, it's like eight o'clock at night. You know, yeah. oh, my, I haven't made dinner for my kids, <laughs> you know, whatever, yeah. the, whatever the case may be. Uh, but yeah, you have to set those uh, those work life boundaries, no matter whether yeah. you're working for a company or you're working for an entrepreneur. And, you know, I wanted to throw out there that, you know, you you created the book with the 10 keys. We created one with 13. Uh, there you go you know (laughs) finding your frequency how to broadcast yourself and your message you know Jeff Spinard, our CEO wrote that that's the reason why the show Mm -hmm. exists and uh uh yeah it was it, it was fun uh just I love that concept because frequencies are infinite. So you find, you Universal. just find yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frequencies are found anywhere on the, on the known yeah. universe, right? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you just need to find your, yeah, yours. I love that concept. And you know what I love about frequency is, you know, people think like sound and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. what's the, what's the only one thing that happens, um, you know, other than somebody telling you some crazy story that you can't believe and you get goosebumps and the hair stand up on your arms. Audio does that when you listen to music, mm. right? Mm. And so you know, there's yeah. there's frequencies of things that come through you. It happens when you're having conversations with people, right? Um, yeah. When I have a really cool conversation, like when we first connected, I was like, "Oh, I love this is gonna be great," right? Um, I yeah. could feel the energy, um, you know. And so you know, when you when you when you meet people, like pay attention to that type of thing that's inside of you as a human being because that's almost like. You know, a bug has their little feelers on their head. You know, this is this is us. You know, taking yeah. in our frequencies and you know, uh I don't know how many times I've met people where I've been like, I don't know about that person. Yeah, yeah you know, bad vibes. Yeah, I got some bad <laughs> vibes. Like we're not, we're not, we're not in sync. You know, yeah. and then I meet other people like you where it's just like, we we could probably hang out for an entire day talking about all probably. kinds of different stuff and we'd have a great yeah. time in. Uh, you know, other than that, you went to UCLA. I won't hold that against you. You know, I'm an I'm an ASU guy. You know, here, here right. in Arizona, uh, but you know, same Pac-12 conference. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what's next for you? You know, you you're you're doing your podcast. You got the book that's out. Yes. The other one's coming out. You know, what is uh, the rest of 2021 look like for you as you uh, you know move into new and and more and in, inspiring mm-hmm. adventures?
1: Yeah, you know, I always have a full schedule, but when I really, it's, it's sort of meta, I guess, pro- professionally gone into his <laughs> guest too. podcasting, there are a lot of people who have asked me, so I, I I did the Recast Book Tour, I'm still doing the Recast Book Tour, which is a podcast virtual tour, and people started to ask me, how are you doing that? How are you finding great shows like Finding Your Frequency and reaching out to people? And so, I realized that's yet again another area, so I recognized the opportunity and I allocated my resources to deliver value to people people around finding researching contacting podcasts for an interview and I approach it differently because I go deep into the directories as you mentioned now we're approaching you know two million podcasts whatever it is and there are so many shows that they're incredible Mm -hmm. variety of shows on every possible subject. And if you go to just Apple Podcasts, you might get a hundred results, but there are other directories that will give you thousands of results and you can go deep into these directories and find great shows. So where did you find us? Where
0: where did you find finding your frequency?
1: Through that process. You know, I I should have checked out my spreadsheet to see exactly which one it was. I'll let you know, but through the process of going through the the different directories (laughs) and I use keyword searches and, and the categories are, most directories are too broad. But if you use keyword searches, you can find the shows that you're looking for. And I have a whole process that I help people understand around how to look at the descriptions. No directory gives you everything you need, of course. (laughs) Nobody does it perfectly. But I'll give one, one big tip is to always check the last episode date. That's the number one thing to check because even though there's two million podcasts, podcasts last forever. Are they active and you're, currently? Yes, and are they active? <laughs> are they really doing interviews? If you're trying to be interviewed, you, it may look like a great show, except it ended two years ago. So don't go and do a, like a
0: long research process on a, on a show. Check the last episode date first and then yeah. go into the research from now, there. Now don't get me wrong, some of those old shows that are there, they still have value as, uh, yeah, yeah, as content could, yeah. for you to consume, right? Yes. But maybe not reaching out to be part of their show or you know vice versa exchanging host opportunities but um, yeah. there's a lot of content that was real early podcast 2010 2011 that has got some really good information right Absolutely. Um, and, and and that's yeah. that's one of the things I love about the medium is I might give you a date today but the conversation that we're talking about about entrepreneurism and how that mm-hmm. you know works with you know different people um, in 5 years from right now this conversation is still going to be a relevant conversation that somebody can take something away from so that way if they're starting their own company, they go, Oh, wait a minute. I listened to the show with Ryan and case. And they were saying like, you got to be persistent and you got to do this. And like, they're going to add that to their goal sheet of things that they want to make sure that they attain. Um, and you know, so that's, that's what I love about doing the show is it's a, a like I said earlier, it's a, it's a mini, you know, educational series on yeah. a weekly basis of learning about, you know, uh, entrepreneurship, business, technology, health and wellness, you know, all of the things that, um, that really matter in society today. I'd stay completely away from politics because mm-hmm. it's just a whole rabbit hole I'm not That's trying to get. Ra- I'm <laughs> not trying to get wrapped up in that, right? I'm an yeah. independent guy. I put mm-hmm. I, I, pros and cons on all the sides. I, I mm-hmm. just do away with the government. I think everything <laughs> should be privatized. No, I'm just joking.
1: <laughs> well, you know, we're, it, with technology, that's, um, I, well, we won't go down that rabbit hole, like you say. But I think technology mm-hmm. is going to allow us, again, to be much more independent, much more self sufficient. I think what we've seen with education in the last year opens up this huge area for online education to become permanent in some form you know even the public school stuff so we'll see we'll see what yeah that's a challenge
0: for me i have a i have a i have a son who's 22 and then a daughter who's Mm. seven right so she's basically an only child she has no other siblings to play with or anything and um you know uh it's tough to do the online school because you know my wife is at home she's an accountant you know it's Mm. tax it's tax season right now okay she's like you know, plunking away at the keys our fingers right, are on right, fire, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, then my my daughter decides she's going to play uh, Minecraft in the middle of English class in the in middle of English cr- uh, class. Uh, because the computer that is supposed to be for school that we got from the school, it doesn't work properly, and we've called their tech department like ten times. Hey, can we swap out this computer? And they don't get back to us. So, well, we just have we use a regular computer. Well, it happens to be her gaming computer that has Minecraft on it, and so there's like all this attention that the parent has to provide to the child. I think it probably changes as the child gets older. Um, but with a seven year old, you're like, what are you doing? Why are you playing with your blanket? Why is your pillow on your lap? What do you have? Why, why do you have a feather boa on? your head <laughs> or whatever the case is with the little kids i'm sure there's a good explanation for that <laughs> oh there's always, always, an, explanation. always yeah. an explanation always an explanation i wanted to show my friend gianna my boa i'm like but your teacher is giving a lesson right now let's let's focus yeah. on that you know yeah. There will be all sorts
1: of things to work out, but I think we will will see the impact of technology be much, much deeper in our lives. We think it's a lot now. I think it will be even more.
0: (laughs) I completely agree. Case, thank you so much for being on today.
1: Thank you. It's was a great, great,
0: great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Finding Your Frequency. You had this fantastic guest, Case Lane. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, go check out our website, readyentrepreneur.com. And of course, go check out the new book, uh, The Aspiring Entrepreneur's Practical Guide to Getting Started with an Online Business. Go check it out. You got 10 key actions for future business owners that they can do today to move forward with their success vision. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcatcher, I, I, I finally got sick and tired of going Spotify and Apple and blah, 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 blah and all those different places. So I just call them podcatchers, right? So what I am asking you to do is please uh, give us a nice five-star review because five stars are way better than four. We deserve it. You know, drop a little note about what you like on the show, what you don't like on the show. I take hate mail at info at voiceamerica.com. Um, if you have any uh, requests or information on, on, on topics you'd like to hear on the show, you can send it to that email address as well, info at voiceamerica.com. And of course, you can find me all over the internet at Radio Ryan one. And again, I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in to voiceamerica.com right here on the variety channel. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. Hey, what's up everybody. So glad you tuned into the show today. What a great show it is. Like I said earlier in the show, at the end, I was going to give you some more information on our live stereo session on the stereo app. Stereo app users can engage with the platform to listen in, seek out topics, and join conversations about issues and ideas that interest them. There is no lack of content on that application. You can flip through many conversations, ask questions, join ones, make your own. Wide-ranging topics on stereo comedy, pop culture, lifestyle, sports, business, technology. The app can be downloaded for free by Apple and Android users. Once users download the app, they'll be able to create an avatar and a profile. (laughs) I had so much fun making my avatar. It was super cool. Users can submit the audio messages to hosts of conversations to join those conversations in real time. Finding Your Frequency will have a live, audience, interactive episode on Stereo. We're going to be doing this every Friday at 2pm Pacific time on the Stereo app. Again, Finding a Frequency is going to be having a live audience interactive episode every week, Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to do question and answers. We're going to talk about technology. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about how people found their frequency in life and in business and why they decided to do what they do and take questions from people that are listening to the show and allow you guys to engage with us. And I really hope to see you on Stereo. Again, Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan one live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. So again, come to Stereo.com forward slash Radio Ryan 1. Once you get in there, follow me and make sure you guys tune into the show. Thanks for listening.